48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Aaron Tam. The headlines. A pandemic advisor says Sinovac is just as effective in reducing serious illnesses or death from COVID. The civil service chief says authorities welcome online feedback from government workers and a campaign against hygiene black spots will continue until at least 2024. Health authorities are appealing to parents to get their young children vaccinated against COVID-19. Government advisor Professor Lau Yulong says last month there were five children who required intensive care while a 22-month-old died after getting infected. He said around 2.6% of children aged between six months and three years have had the COVID jab since it was made available to that age group from August the 4th. He urged parents not to wait for a BioNTech version, saying the Sinovac jab was just as good at reducing deaths and serious illness. I look at the figure this morning, it's 2.6% got vaccinated. It's still a tiny number. I think the initial phase is very hard to convince people that every one of us keep prodding on and keep explaining and presenting the facts to the public. Then that number will creep up. When it starts to reach about 20-30%, you will probably see a fairly rapid rise of about 50-60%. The government is setting up more COVID vaccine outreach services for kindergartens and daycare centres to boost the vaccination rate. Outreach teams previously visited such venues if 30 people needed jabs. That number has now been lowered to 10. Civil Service Minister Ingrid Young says this is because some kindergartens and daycare centres may have smaller operations and she hopes more young children will get inoculated in the new academic year. Right now we have more than 3,000 infants who have got vaccinated. I hope the pace will quicken, but I'm confident that as school opens, as many more schools organize outreach services for their students, and as parents become more aware of the benefit of having the vaccination, the percentage will go up. Ms. Young also said it's fine for civil servants to express criticism of the government online. The minister says authorities welcome feedback from government workers through established channels and that she personally meets with union representatives. So I don't think there is no channel for civil servants to express their views except on private social media platforms. And even on private social media platforms, as long as the information is not confidential and as long as it's the normal sort of criticism of government policy, it's no problem for civil servants to express them. The government says the citywide campaign to clean up so-called hygiene black spots will continue at, until at least the year 2024. But the official in charge of the operation says he hopes people will stop littering so the campaign won't need to go on forever. Deputy Chief Secretary Warner Chuck, who oversees the effort, told an RTHK program that authorities will tackle over 600 locations, including back alleys where people dump their trash as well as clean up abandoned vehicles and broken signs. We will do this for the remainder of the year, next year and the year after that. But we will have to continue forever. In fact, I hope not. I hope that after a year or two, when the overall environment improves, people will get used to a clean city and will then stop the bad habits.
The Consumer Council has urged manufacturers to improve labeling for face masks after it found some products fell short of filtration claims. The council tested 30 colored or patterned face masks and found that the particle filtration efficiency for 60% of the products was lower than what was being advertised. In six samples, the bio-burden levels, or microorganisms on a surface, exceeded European standards. Nora Tam of the council explained why this is worrying. It's very, very unsatisfactory and disappointing. We need to wear masks for a long time, and in all cases, almost. And they're so close to our face. Therefore, if they have the existence of the bacterial count, that means it's not hygienic and it's not safe. And they will affect our skin and may cause skin problem. And if a person is having the weak immune system, they need to pay extra attention on that because that means they might be suffered because of by the bacterial contamination. North Korean state media say the Russian president Vladimir Putin has called for stronger ties between Moscow and Pyongyang. The KCNA news agency says President Putin sent a letter to Kim Jong-un saying the countries should expand constructive bilateral relations. The BBC's Aina Aslam reports. Vladimir Putin reportedly said closer ties between Russia and North Korea would help strengthen the security and stability of the Korean peninsula and wider region. Kim Jong-un is said to have told Mr. Putin that their cooperation would continue to grow. Analysts say the two countries have become closer since the start of the Ukraine war. A Russian military expert told State TV last week that Pyongyang was ready to send 100,000 troops to Ukraine to help Russia. North Korea has also recognized two Russian-backed breakaway regions in eastern Ukraine as independent states, causing Kyiv to sever ties with Pyongyang. The New York Governor Kathy Hochul has given a defiant speech at the venue in the state where the author Salman Rushdie was stabbed on Friday. She said New York would always stand up for freedom of expression. She described the Chautauqua Institution as a haven of openness. I find it fascinating that that this person who stood for a symbol to all of us of courage, great courage, that his attacker found him in this place, a place of openness, a place where thoughts are shared regularly. So that's why he came here, attempted to do something. He failed. He failed, as we learn of the continued recovery of this individual who's been subjected to so much over his life. Mr. Rushdie has been subject to Islamist death threats since 1989 when the late Iranian leader Ayatollah Khomeini issued a fatwa against him for his novel The Satanic Verses. A fire at a church in the Egyptian capital Cairo has killed at least 41 people and injured many. Health officials say children are among the dead. The fire blocked an entrance to a Coptic church in the city's working-class district of Imbamba, and dozens died in the stampede to escape. People had rushed into the building trying to save as many lives as possible. I found a lot of children lying on the ground. I had to go out and get some air, then covered my face and went back in with some neighbours. Each one of us carried a child. A woman says she lost her sister-in-law, who was a mother with five children. She was among people who had gathered outside the church. My heart is on fire. These incidents happen frequently, almost every year. I don't know why. I want to know who's behind it. We want justice. 
The Mexican authorities say a sharp rise in water levels at a flooded mine is complicating efforts to evacuate 10 workers who've been trapped there for nearly two weeks. Officials said the site in the north of the country had become impassable to rescue workers. Relatives of the missing miners have expressed dismay about the slow pace of the search effort. This woman is among them. They don't give us any answers, and it doesn't look as if they're working as often as they should. They go out for lunch and take hours to rest. They rest a lot, that's the problem we have. No one is coming out to say anything to us, nothing. They've been saying the same thing over the last four days, at 3am or in the morning or this afternoon. They're all damn lies and people are really upset. The Ecuadorian authorities say at least five people have been killed in an explosion in the southwestern city of Guayaquil. The BBC's Nicolas Rocha reports. Ecuador has seen an increase in gang-related violence lately, especially amongst inmates. In 2021, for instance, more than 100 inmates died in the deadliest prison riot in the country's history. 44 died last May in a similar riot. But a huge blast in one of Ecuador's biggest cities is rare. The interior minister, Patricio Carrillo, linked it to organized crime. He described it as a declaration of war against the state and called on the country to unite to face the threat. Cats in the German town of Waldorf are to be allowed out of their homes for the first time in three months. The town plays host to a species of bird, the small crested lark, which is considered to be in danger of extinction. And cats have been blamed for killing them. Here's the BBC's Jenny Hill. The cats of Waldorf have lived in lockdown, banned from the outdoor world and allowed out only on a leash measuring no more than two metres. Strict rules were issued to cat owners. In the event of an escape, they must call a special hotline, then search for and detain the offending feline. A breach of lockdown would result in a fine, and any owner whose animal injured or killed one of the protected birds would have to pay up to €50,000. The lockdown is expected to return next spring. In finance news, factory output and retail sales in China have edged up in July, but were weaker than analysts' expectations. The world's second biggest economy saw a bounce in business activity as some coronavirus restrictions eased in June. But the National Bureau of Statistics said China's industrial production rose 3.8% on-year, which was down from a 3.9% jump in June. July's retail sales also grew at a slower-than-expected 2.7% from a year ago, down from 3.1% in the preceding month. Currencies, the U.S. dollar is trading at 133.15 yen. The euro is standing at 1 U.S. dollar and 2 cents. The pound is worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 49 cents. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 20,119, 57 points down on the previous closed test. Turnover stands at $43 billion. English Premier League contenders Chelsea and Tottenham split the points in a fiery London derby. Harry Kane scored for Spurs deep into stoppage time and the game finished 2-all at Stamford Bridge where both managers were sent off. More from the BBC's John Murray. 
In the West London heat, things boiled over after Tottenham snatched an equaliser in the sixth minute of added time through Harry Kane's deflected header. As then both coaches, Thomas Tuchel and Antonio Conte, were shown red cards after they confronted and scuffled with one another on the final whistle. Chelsea had controlled it for the most part, led twice in the match through goals from Koulibaly and James, but tempers flared after Hoybier for Tottenham made it 1-1. That led to the first coach's flashpoint. Then Tuchel sprinted past Conte down the touchline after Chelsea scored their second, and Chelsea were aggrieved that Kukurea had his hair pulled before the ultimate equaliser. For Tottenham, certainly, it was a fortunate point gained. Here's the Spurs manager Antonio Conte. I think the referee didn't understand what happened, okay, and, uh, and then he showed me a red card. But I think also there is a video to understand what happened. But I repeat, and uh, this is not important. Uh, if there is a problem, the problem is uh, between me and him. Chelsea boss Thomas Tuchel played down his clash with Conte and felt the red cards were unnecessary. We had a bit of a longer handshake than normal and was actually nothing big. We both could send off, we both got emotional. My goodness me, totally unnecessary to give us a red card. We're man enough, we fight it out on the touchline. This is nothing bad and gets emotional. It's a derby and I'm happy when we score. He's super happy when he scores. Nottingham Forest beat West Ham 1-0 as Premier League football returned to city ground for the first time in 23 years. Nigeria's Taiwo Awani scored the game's only goal, while the Forest keeper Dean Henderson stopped a Declan Rice penalty. Awani thanked the fans for their support. I'm really happy about the goal because uh, the most important thing for me is just for the team to win and for the ball to go inside the net, which is what just happened. To be honest, we must say a very big thank you to the fans because from the beginning of the game to the end, they are all behind the team and you can see it's what keeps the whole team going to the last whistle. Real Madrid kicked off their Spanish league title defense with a 2-1 win at newly promoted Almeria. With results from Spain and the rest of Europe, here's the BBC's Paul Serres. The Spanish and European champions Real Madrid came from a goal down to beat Almeria in their league opener. Elsewhere, the wins for Valencia and Real Sociedad earlier on Sunday. In Germany, the champions Bayern Munich beat Wolfsburg 2-0 to maintain their perfect start to the campaign. In Italy, Fiorentina beat Cremonese 3-2 in Florence and Lazio were 2-1 winners over Bologna in Rome. There were also wins for Roma and Spezia. In tennis, Britain's Emma Raducanu says she's excited to be meeting 23-time Grand Slam singles champion Serena Williams for the first time in her career at the Western and Southern Open in Cincinnati. I was I was excited. I mean, I was happy. I think it's it's an amazing opportunity. It's an amazing I've it's an amazing gift to sort of play the best tennis player. Um, of all time on, on her way out is probably going to be my last opportunity to play her um, I think yeah I mean whatever happens it's just going to be a, a great memory that I'll always have To end the news the top stories once again a pandemic advisor says Sinovac is just as effective in reducing serious illnesses or death from COVID the civil service chief says authorities welcome online feedback from government workers and a campaign against hygiene black spots will continue until at least 2024 to the weather forecast mostly fine and very hot few isolated showers during the day with light winds currently it's 33 degrees with the humidity at 69% and that's the news from RTHK Got humor, she's a giggle at a funeral.
Cause everybody's disapproval I should have worshipped her sooner If the heavens ever did speak She's the last true mouthpiece Every Sunday's getting more bleak Fresh poison each week We were born sick You heard them say it My church offers no absolutes She tells me worship in the bedroom The only heaven I'll be sent to I'm alone with you I was born sick But I love it Command me to be well Amen 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 Take me to church I'll worship like a dog At the shrine of your life I'll tell you my sins And you can sharpen your knife
welcome to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Monday afternoon. Monday, the 15th of August, is today's date. Cheers to the newsroom. Cheers to Phil Whelan for the morning brew. One. Did you have a good weekend? A nice, relaxing weekend? Two. The weather seemed a little bit better, so that's, that was great. Three. We're going to be talking about relaxing to continue with with a bit of a weekend theme, if you like. After the two o'clock news, we'll be talking about ways for children to learn how to relax. 